Yeah. Hello. Oh, oh, hello. Hello, how are you? Just fine. How are you? What's your name? Uh, what? My name's Beauregard. (laughs) What? I was just wondering, you like music? You do a podcast about music? Yes. That's what I heard from your neighbor. If you like music, you you got got any money? You want to buy this dirty tambourine? Dirty. Take it. Oh wow! I I feel good touching that. We got yeah. the COVID and all. I'm Take, good. Thank just, you. No, just no, hold uh, it for a second. No, it's okay. Thank just you. try holding it. Look, listen. It still makes tambourine sounds. Just try holding it. Um, I think I'm good. Thank you. You in the market for any cat bones? <laughs> Who's that crazy cat? He's sitting in a corner with them long in eyes. Who's that crazy cat? He's looking like someone dragging him from the alleyway. Who's that crazy cat? He's laughing like he's still got nine more lives. Who's that crazy cat? I said he looks a lot like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello. These bits just stand. They get worse and worse. That wasn't, wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. I said I wasn't going to do any bad character bits from now on. That was a good character bit. Oh, I'm not happy with the I name see. Beauregard. I'm not happy with the name Beauregard. I was like, I just needed to come up with something. I didn't have a name for him. I couldn't tell if you were supposed to be a cat. I wasn't sure No, he's just a creepy were. guy that walked up to you while you're All doing right. a podcast. He asked you your name, but then he knew you were doing a podcast. That guy's... That guy's iffy. You gotta watch out for him. It's true. Yeah. Big Reliant K news this week. That's right. Put down that dirty tambourine. (laughs) Get ready for your New York tickets because who is it? What band has just announced that they are playing in New York City? The City of Apples, as I like to call it. Why, it's none other than the band Reliant K. The band that we talk about every week. They finally have announced a new show, March 18th, 2022. (laughs) I'll double check that. (laughs) Irving Plaza. I feel like you should have been prepared. I should have been prepared. I I feel like I'm just prepared. I feel like it's all up here. It's all up here. I don't need to look at the phone. Steel trap. Steel trap. We're way too caught up in our devices nowadays expecting, you know, (laughs) information to just be given to us freely. No. I've got the information. You want it, you come to me. Irving Plaza, 2022, Reliant K is doing their first show back. It's actually, like, pretty uh, significant for New York City as well, because sort of like here in Los Angeles with all our famous venues that have been shut down for the last year, and as some of them have made reopening plans, they make these, like, big, grand announcements of, like, we are reopening, and here's our lineup, and here's our plans, and all that stuff, like the Hollywood Bowl's doing it right now. Well, Irving Plaza is a very popular venue in New York, and it's great that Reliant K, and, you know, Irving Plaza made this press announcement, and this thing is like, we're back. And Reliant K is pretty far down the list. They're all the way in March, but there's they're, they're opening this summer, Irving Plaza, and Reliant K is part of it. Exciting stuff. So... We had, I don't think we, did we even have a chance uh, last week when we talked about Sahara? No, Africa? No, Sahara. <laughs> when we talked about Sahara, <laughs> did we have had any of that T-SIN leaked text conversation gone out? I don't think um, so. 
I think we have to catch up a little bit. So for anyone who didn't see it, and it was so funny, like, as I'm posting about it on social media, who's, like, not catching it and who's catching it for the first time from a joke that I made off of the fact that it's happening. But basically, Tyson had a, for real, this is not a joke, Tyson, like, had a conversation with someone by DM or text or something, and then a screen cap was taken, and it was basically, Tyson said, you know, news coming Monday. Everyone who has a direct line to Tyson or a pseudo direct line to Tyson or open DMs or whatever has is like asking him like when's a tour when's a tour all this stuff you know and so someone got an answer for him that says just keep an eye out on Monday well officially relying K the band themselves and Tyson social media and hoop social media did not say anything on Monday but Irving Plaza released their press release about their you know reopening schedule and relying K is part of it and then auto emails from, you know, Live Nation, if you have alerts for Reliant K, those automatically went out. And Facebook events, like, you know, that were published, those automatically went out. So it's like if Reliant K had a plan to make a special announcement directly from themselves or not, maybe they didn't. Maybe they just knew it would get out there from all those other sources. It got out there. So we start talking about it. Reliable J starts talking about it. You know, people start talking about it. I'm, you know, as the hours go on through the day, I'm making jokes about it. And like I said, some people are just seeing the jokes. And on like on Instagram, I posted a picture of the Facebook events post, which is not like a, like I said, it's not a big post. It's just like a generic Facebook event if you follow generic Reliant K on <laughs> right, Facebook. Right. And someone replied like, oh, I'd give my organs for this to be real. And I'm like, it is real. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I've gotten us to on social media because of all my little jokes and all my little trolls. It's like, <laughs> I announced that Reliant K for real is coming back and is playing a show in March 2022. And everybody's and just like, don't this believe guy. It. So then I was like, well, how much are those organs? We had a verbal contract. <laughs> So it's real. And there's no information about tickets right now. When we're recording this, like, the day before the episode comes out. So as of the as of this episode coming out, there's no information about ticket sales yet. Some of those Irvine... I say Irvine because we live in Los Angeles. Irving. Some of those Irving Plaza uh, tickets are on sale now. You know what you can keep an eye on is IrvingPlaza2022.com. That's, like, the special website that... For real, I didn't make this up. <laughs> I'm not trolling. Irving Plaza with a G, 2022.com is like the special landing page they made for this whole concert series that involves a lot of people. There's like Lagwagon and uh, Neck Deep. Those are like the only bands of like the pop punk thing. But then there's lots of other... I made a joke about Moonchild. I'm not familiar with Moonchild, but they're on the list. Lots of other bands. So people are making plans. Brady already has his hotel booked because, you know, hotels nice. are easily canceled. Yeah. But he's not... But he told us... He told me he's not buying his plane until... He has a ticket, yeah. You know, queued up. So that's kind of, and we're we're gonna do our best to make it out there as well. Yep. And you know, this all follows that Schneck tweet about Schneck being at the 1981. Uh, I always want to say studio, but it's not a studio. It's headquarters. Like headquarters or like lab or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. So no, I I have to say the guys are together. They're hanging out. Seems like they're practicing. They can't just be practicing for a show that's happening basically a year from now, right? No, I'm sure not. They've no. got to, there's, 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 there's got to be another announcement coming soon. What is that? Hold on. We're March, April, May. So that's two months less than 12. That's 10 months away. 10 months from now, within the 10 months from now, 
to then. There's lots that they could do. Sure, they could you write gotta have m- yeah. music. So I was just saying um, online that I would really, really like. Actually, I'd like all my favorite bands. I mean, to follow this formula is the MXPX formula. Like since they're self-titled and they were working on having this business model for a while until the self-title, but it really set off once MXPX released their 2018 album. MXPX has an amazing business model that any band with a really devoted fan base can do. And it's basically you have your home base in your town. In this case, it would be Nashville. And yes, Hoops moved to Florida, but the core of Reliant K at this point and the core writing group is Tyson and Hoops does some writing as well so Tyson could basically have your home base write songs release them one or two at a time every month or two instead of working on one big album you release a couple singles this is what mxpx does and then when you're about to release a big song you book like three or four shows that are fly twos like you don't tour in a bus anymore and especially people who have families now this model seems to work really well because tom and yuri both have families and uh, jobs. They have real jobs, you know, and yeah. they're, they're able to stay. And they almost left MXPX entirely in the early 2010s because of the demand and stuff and how the music industry had pretty much collapsed. So, like, they, they MXPX went ahead and made this insular world just for them where their fans come to them. It's basically like having a Patreon, but it's, it's open and it's free and anyone can find it at any time and it doesn't cost anything. I would love it if Reliant K did that. Tyson just sits at home, writes Reliant K songs, get on the Zoom with hoops, work them out, then start recording them, and then release them, and then book like three or four shows in one specific region of the country, go play those songs, along with like a big set list. Because if you only release one or two new songs instead of a full album, the new album also doesn't get in the way of the classic like hits that you have to play. Sure. It's an, and this is what MXPX does, and it would be amazing if Reliant K did the same sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. So they could be working on music, and I guess that there was a, a you know, before COVID, there was a second Earthquakes album in the works, mm. and that's taken a side step and everything, but who knows how much stuff was in the works before COVID, and it seems to me, we have never talked we, we've said like what all the questions we've had i'm just so happy first of all that reliant <laughs> k is definitively back yes because so many people come to us which i love people coming to us but so many people do come to us and they're like is what's up with reliant k is reliant k over are they done are they gone forever and i'm like no i don't think so i don't really have proof and some of the proof that i had is actually like stuff that we were told by people that we you know can't just openly talk about right. <laughs> like and so i knew they weren't going away forever and i'm glad it was like no look they're doing a show in march <laughs> who knows how much stuff is going to happen between now and then yeah. reliant k is back reliant k is officially that back. is the big news that's reliant the big news. k is back yes they're not done eh? they're not done they're still together who knows what new music and stuff and like more shows we're going to get. We don't have a lineup announced yet. So that'll be kind of probably the next announcement to come. Mm-hmm. It's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. Super happy. Years ago, a year and a half ago, <laughs> early in this podcast, like what was it? And when did the vinyl, the first announcement of the fan curated vinyl was like within a two or three months of the, us starting yeah, the show. Yeah, it was pretty early. And I got clickbaity. <laughs> by putting we did what with the week that we did uh an episode 
when the fan curated vinyl was announced and voting opened, we did what have you been doing lately? Because the joke was what has Reliant K been doing lately? And we were so positive that like this is a good sign. They're putting a greatest hits together. But then later other people got nervous and said, Oh, the greatest hits, it means they're ending and they're looking right. back on their career. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Well, I got clickbaity with the title of our episode and I called it Reliant K returns and what have you been doing lately? Like now I just tried to keep our episode titles clean. <laughs> it's just the song title and maybe the guest if we have a guest. But I got clickbaity. I was like, I do want to have one episode where the words Reliant K are in the episode title because it's better SEO. I've since then removed that because in the end, yeah, Reliant K, that was an official project, but it wasn't really Reliant K returning. So my point is, I should call this episode Reliant K Returns and Cat. You certainly could, Danny. You certainly could. Yeah. Oh, you're such a troll. Like sometimes I'll just walk by and I'll be like, "What? What are you doing now on on the social medias, Danny? What are you? Who are you bothering now? Who are you harassing? We finally finished the Q docu series, and I swear mm. there were points during some of that where I was like, "This, this isn't you, right, Dan? Like, <laughs> this, this isn't you just trolling." people on the internet is it like <laughs> you know sad that your own wife is like oh i could see this being you <laughs> uh, you shouldn't be saying this because this reflects poorly on me i'm not cute but He's if not cute. but if i was everything you just said is going to turn up in a court case if i'm ever <laughs> officially accused it's you're that, not cute but i jerk. could that see little... you doing something yeah. like that don't that, give spoilers. Is that Ron? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, well, you hit the news. Like it was like, uh, what was that? What was that murder one that came out a couple years ago? The 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 chase up the the scoop the the the, the rich guy who may have killed might have killed his wife and then oh yeah um, a couple weeks after the sh- show came out he was j- at a CVS and got arrested. The jinx, yeah. The jinx. Because <laughs> they they the at the end he does actually he doesn't realize allegedly he doesn't realize that his love is still on and he basically admits that he did it and then uh, they can't use that in court though it's that's not admissible especially because the documentary filmmakers held on to it for the sake of their story and for the actual justice but i bring that up to mention because um it's a similar and it's a similar reveal to the jinx as is in this QAnon documentary and because that hit it was in headlines the minute people you know had seen the last episode of that q documentary like the headline said the guy in the jinx right. basically admits it <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the end of the q documentary the headline said the uh, q revealed and like immediately so even i can't really spoil it Everyone i guess else that already i guess it. that's true but yeah oh that's yeah jinx the jinx is such a good a good docuseries it's man docuseries can really go either way where personally I don't love a docu-series where the documentarian inserts themselves heavily into the project. Mm -hmm. That is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine because it does seem like 
you're less impartial that way and you are trying to give a little bit, you know, a little bit too much of your personal bias when you insert yourself as a character in the story. Right. So I I do kind of go back and forth and like, it's always like uh, certain documentaries I kind of take with a grain of salt because you really don't know if you're getting the truth or if you're just really getting one sort of side of it. And one thing I liked about the Jinx was that they did not go out trying to be like, this dude did it. Like you went episode by episode going, no, he didn't do it. There's no way to, man, this guy totally did it too. No, he couldn't have done it too. I think he did it. Did he he do it? I think, no, he couldn't. Wait, maybe? It was like, so I love a good documentary where you really are left going, huh, I just need, I, you know, as you just get pieces of the puzzle and as they unravel, at least with crime documentaries, you kind of get. Anyways, anyway. this isn't our documentary podcast. We're talking about Cat today. But first we have some voicemails. Oh. We have voicemails from new <laughs> listeners. Oh. So here is the first one. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Lindy in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I'm pretty brand new listening to the podcast and I absolutely love it. I've been hoping to find something to listen to that I enjoy on my hour-long drive to work every day and uh, yeah this has been really awesome diving back into listening to the like hey and info and cool stuff and facts and uh, I wanted to just like chime in because um, I'm currently only on like one of the very first couple episodes and uh, you guys were talking about the kickoff and pressing on and I just <laughs> thought it was kind of funny because when I was in middle school at the time when the song came out I held up my little flip phone cell phone to my CD player and had pressing on playing in the background and I uh, I was I thought it was so cool so anyway I love the podcast, and this is the first time I've ever heard call the Google Voice, so hope it gets played. We'll see. I love it. Thank you for yeah, listening. It's going to take a minute for you to hear this, though, if you go in order. Yeah. <laughs> I know that anyone listening new won't hear this if they're not doing it, but when I get into a new podcast, the way I like to do it is I listen to like the most three recent episodes, and then I go back. And start for, if if I want to listen to it from the beginning, then I go back to episode one and start listening to it from there. And I have to knock out two or three episodes a week because when the new episode comes out, I go back to that. And you're basically parfaying it, I guess. Sure. You're doing like three old episodes, the new episode of the week. Three more old episodes, the new episode of the week. And as much as you can stay on that pace. I did that with uh, with the first season of Critical Role, which was like, by the time I got into it, was like impossible to catch up on. So it was like, <laughs> I would listen to whatever the new episode was and then like, go back. And it's like, because it's a narrative story, it you're, you're like, you, you do have spoilers because you're like so much further in with the new episodes. But I was like going back and watching from the beginning and being like, oh, okay, now I, now I see the, this origin and that origin. And yeah. It's a good call. Also, shout out West Palm Beach. Woo! <laughs> oh, that's right. We know people who live there. And- we know that not everyone in Florida is awful, <laughs> despite what the QAnon documentary might say <laughs> oh, yeah. and the news in general. <laughs> it's funny. I uh, love my fellow Floridians. <laughs> so thank you very much for calling. And uh, I remember 
I used to work so hard with flip phones to try to make my own ringtones, but they would always be so big. And, and it's a very technical feat to try to do that. You make it on your computer, then you'd have to get a cord that would connect your computer to the phone, or you'd have to Bluetooth it over, and this is like older Bluetooth. But inevitably, whatever file I would make would be too big for the hard drive. So I basically, one ringtone, one cool ringtone I'd make would max out the capacity of the hard drive on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I would just, like pre-iPhone, I would always just just buy whatever the coolest, like, ringtone I could from the singular store or whatever it was, the, like, very old-timey download center for that. Oh, and she called, she called back uh, the next day. Oh, woo, So here's nice. Lindy, Lindy again from West Palm Beach. Hey guys, it's Lindy from West Palm Beach again. I have no idea if this is how this is supposed to work, but I was listening to Chapstick this morning, and you guys mentioned geotagging. So, and then somebody had hidden a geo cache with the title of Chapstick, Capitalism, and things like chemistry. And I just wanted to call and be like, yeah, so this is what that is. I'm one of the nerds that still does geocaching. And uh, basically, it is there's an app you can get, and you look in your area, and people can go to these little places and hide little, uh, sometimes it's like little plastic bottles or they'll hollow out like a fake piece of fruit or vegetable or like one of those fake rock looking things they'll put like a little piece of paper on the back and then you put your initials whenever you find it hence why the like treasure hunt thing is a thing and they're called muggles when they are the ones that are not aware of what's going on just like in the harry potter franchise where Muggles are not supposed to know about wizards. So muggles in the geocaching community um, are the ones that are not aware of what geocaching is. And I am probably one of the, like, older generation, not older I mean, I'm in my 30s, but mostly geocaching I've seen is done with, like, families and young kids when they're bored and they just go out and do this stuff. And, yeah, it's really fun. But, anyway, that's my insight on geocaching and muggles. Well, that's cool. We've just recently had an episode in the last two or three weeks, and I don't remember it now, where we found a geoca- another geocaching video, right? And I didn't understand. I didn't remember we talked about geocaching back during Chapstick, but it makes sense be- that I later in this recent episode we did where we found another geocaching video and he's hiding a little capsule like a little tiny capsule with a message in it i'm like that's what geocaching is i thought it was all virtual (laughs) like somehow i thought it was we're such muggles yeah we are muggles but even before pokemon go existed i thought it was something like pokemon go i thought it was you get a GPS coordinate and you go there and you've collected that you've been there. You like scan something. You scan yeah. something. I didn't yeah. think you actually find a physical object. So we did find out that it's physical objects, but I had no idea about it. They're called muggles or whatever. So that's funny. But thank you. Cause I understand way more now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that Lindy called up and explained it. And then we have, we have voicemails from David catch and we still have like 
four more voicemails from months ago. From months from March and stuff. But here's another new person. Let's give all the new people. Since Ryan K is coming back and and it's now's the time. Yeah, who needs the old listeners? Let's let's just bring on the new. So here's another voicemail from someone who's new. Hi, my name is Kate. Um, I'm calling because, uh, well, I've been listening to your podcast for the last month or so. I've been a, I was a big Reliant K fan in high school, early college. Um, but, and I've been meaning to leave a voicemail for a while, but I was about to scream on my drive home today because I had a really rough day at work, but, uh, I was listening to the Five Hour and Frenzy episode, the crossover episode, and you read my blog, like my blog that I had in college, um, <laughs> which I even forgot still existed on the internet, and I completely forgot that I had even written that post. Um, so when you were reading it, I was like cringing at my younger self. I think I was, so I posted that in 2010, so I would have been 21, I'm a couple years younger than Jessica, I think, and... I was just finishing my junior year of college, and I was looking back, and I'm like, yeah, I posted a lot of stuff, and I think it was because I was, like, thinking about doing, like, music journalism at the time. Like, I considered it. I don't know. I honestly could not tell you why I wrote that post, because that would have been, like, during finals week or, like, right after. So maybe that's why now it sounds a little cringy and, and unhinged. But also, please don't give me a hard time for not knowing how ska music works, because (laughs) I only know Five Iron Frenzy a little bit because of Reliant K and because of, like, the songs that I mentioned. And I'm really disappointed that I didn't link the YouTube videos that I was talking about in that post about the kids in their basement reenacting the saga of the pants, very much like most of the indoor children making videos in grandma's basement that y'all talk about a lot on the podcast oh my gosh this is like this my is your nightmare? worst nightmare well she seems to be in good spirits about <laughs> I it feel, this feels so bad and she tweeted at us about it too and to be perfectly honest i hadn't heard this voicemail by the time i saw the tweet although the voicemail came first um i don't remember i don't remember what 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 blog it was do you remember new listeners this is just a good note. Danny is like a ska gatekeeping motherfucker, so you just have to deal with it. But it's not gatekeeping in the sense of keeping people out. It's gatekeeping in the sense of keeping toxic ignorance out. That's really what it is. It's it's constant because unfortunately ska is a very misunderstood genre, which is fine. Lots of different forms of art are misunderstood. It just so happens that when you when you when people willfully misunderstand, when people look at ska and they say, "Oh, ska is just a bunch of dumb white people in board shorts and band shoes up on stage dancing like idiots," it's like, "Yes, well, there are bands that do that." But then when you but then like I'll pop in, <laughs> I'll, f- I'll find you subtweeting ska, and I'll say, oh, hey, you know, ska actually has its J- Jamaican roots, and it's music from Trinidad, it's black American music, like jazz and R&B, combined with Jamaican mento, it's like a black music. And then Jamaican immigrants moved to Britain and met white working class people who created this political music out of ska in England in the 70s, and then it goes to America, and where they just make it fun, but they understand the roots. 
And then a bunch of suburban white teenagers start playing it and it's goofy and it's the only one you see, but that's not what it is. And even if you add up all the bands, the goofy white crappy music doesn't make up the most of ska music by half. It doesn't. And then people will reply and they'll, I won't say all of that, but I'll say something that's the gist of that. And they'll be like, I don't give a f off. Like, I don't give and like, I'm like, but like, you know, you're willfully erasing the the work of black artists from generations ago and they'll be like yeah i don't give a f i know that not everyone does that but i don't think that's what kate touched on in <laughs> no. her blog i don't remember the specifics I, you of had the, to, the ska you, the ska conversation in the didn't. blog but she i didn't don't believe it was that <laughs> she didn't i'm saying this to explain because gatekeeping is such a bad thing in certain connotations that i'm gatekeeping accidental racism out of ska that and some people don't understand what i'm talking about because they don't know what the music is i'm talking about but all i'm saying is just be aware that ska is a very very racially diverse music and was created by black people and was colonized fully by the teenage audiences not even by the artists not even yeah there's all white bands in the 90s that's fine they understood the roots they knew what was going on but then all the warp tour kids couldn't give two shits about the actual history and now 20 years after that all of those warp tour kids are in their 40s and they've all got families and they're all working from home and they're all going crazy so they go on twitter and they go on instagram and they go on reddit and they're like ah ha 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 ska music look at us being white kids with white ska ska the whitest music of them all and i'm like you're erasing cultural relevance shut the fuck up like and it's it's so enraging leaps this episode. i know and it's enraging though because it's like it's always the case of like people look at scott and, and i'm not i'm sorry i'm not talking to our new caller you're not talking to kate this is nothing to do with what her blog was and now i'm like i feel like i need to go back and reread the blog right now <laughs> i don't remember what we talked about but let's hear the rest of her voicemail Basically, ska is a really hot button issue for Dan, so don't don't be don't be offended if he gives you a hard time about it because Danny gives everyone a hard time about it. Danny yeah. gives like ska scholars a hard time about it. No, like, well, no. Um, but I've also been meaning to call in for a while because um, both of you remind me so much of me and my wife, <laughs> um, just in a lot of things, but specifically when it comes to animation. I love animation, and I've always been super into it, and I've thought about, like, doing, uh, like, writing more for animated films, and I've had to, like, force my wife to watch it because she's like, I don't want to watch another movie where I'm going to cry because, like, a tree with a face in a Pixar film, like, lost its child or something like that, which sounds a lot, like, a lot of the reasons Jessica does not like animation is more into live action, the same reasons that my wife is also it more into live action and not animation exactly (laughs) (laughs) and then it looks like the voicemail cut off um but we do have one more voicemail from kate so let's see if this touches back on the same subject hi it's kate again following up with what i was saying the other thing that is similar between my wife and jessica is that they both are big fans of nancy drew and mysteries But, like, there's been a lot of times where I'm listening to your podcast, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, literally me and Maddie. We have had this conversation before. And we also live in L.A. That's unrelated. The other thing I was going to say is that 
VeggieTales, because I also was super into VeggieTales, definitely, like, in middle school and as a teenager. Like, I was not the target demographic, but I really agree with you. I, this is because I was listening to the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything episode yesterday. Um, I really agree with everything you were saying about, like, how VeggieTales is really similar to the Muppets in that it's, like, very clever, family-friendly humor, and I'm also a big fan of the Muppets. But also in the last year since quarantine, I've been, like, I slowly introduced my wife to, like, some VeggieTales songs because I was, like, she did not grow up religious and I did. Um, even though my parents were never like, you must only list, watch, like, Christian things because I grew up Catholic. It's more, my parents were not, like, that strict. I learned about VeggieTales from our uh, Protestant neighbors and, went, and I would watch it while I was babysitting them. Or maybe I learned it about about it from some other friends. Anyway, I got super into VeggieTales in middle school and early high school and would quote it all the time with my friends. But when I showed my wife the cheeseburger song, she was like, he doesn't get the cheeseburger at the end. And so she was also upset, but not as she does sing that song. She was more upset about Pizza Angel because he doesn't get his pizza at the end, which I get it. That makes sense. Um, I was also going to say, I think I have commented on your Instagram. I think my Instagram is still at the RC writer. But my Twitter, which I'm more active on, is Strong Gay Arms, and I may have tweeted at uh, the podcast. But anyway, um, please keep doing what you're doing. It's been making these last uh, few weeks of driving to work a lot better um, because I had, I'm a teacher, so I've been working from home most of the year and not listening to podcasts because I didn't have the commute, but now I have the commute, and I look forward to it, actually, because I get to listen to your podcast. Um yeah. Thanks for being awesome. Bye. Well, thank you, Kate. Thank, thank you. you so much. That's amazing. It's yeah. great to hear from new people. Thank you, Kate, and thank you, Lindy, for calling in. Uh, sorry to David Ketch and some other people <laughs> <laughs> who also have voicemails that will get This you is soon. great. I love hearing from the ladies. This is <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah girl power. This is girl power. Because we're talking about cat this week, and cats are obviously all female. Cats are girls and dogs are boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So we got a girl dog right there. You know I'm joking. <laughs> also funny that we did our Patreon episode about all about April right. yesterday. And today we're talking about cats. <laughs> She's very offended. Yeah, we go to Patreon. We didn't post a preview of it. But um, we did a, the whole secret history of April, our dog. And there's a big <laughs> surprise at the end. Very yeah. exciting guest joins us on the podcast um but we're still sticking with the we're kind of going on a little connected theme here we went from africa which references wild dogs in the night but it's africa we went to sahara which is also in africa but there's a cat in that so now we're here with another cat song and then next week we're off to space to see the space cats of thundercats they are space cats by the way um but i'm really scared about next week because I don't know if you know this, but but Thundercats, you know, that are the basis of the song Lionel, uh-huh. they fight a mummy. And I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want to see a mummy. <laughs> Just kidding. So we're talking about cat this week. So many cats. Free. And we, we touched on this last week, but so many cat references in Reliant K songs, especially on Air for Free. So it makes perfect sense that they would finally, especially on 
Air for Free, the album, have a song called Cat. Just fully devoted to cats. Yeah, there's a cat mentioned in Local Construction and Sleepin' and this song all on Air for Free and... Yeah. And there's lots of previous cats as we tried to figure out. There's the I Am Lion-O. There's technically the interlude to I Am Lion-O called Lion Wilson. There's the uh, the two Lion Witch in the Wardrobe songs, which you can debate if they fully mention cats, but it's still cat adjacent. Adjacent. <laughs> then, there's, then there's Sahara. So many cats. Almost as many cats in Reliant K music as there are cars. So I was going to say. So many cars. And I- it's... We, one letter we, off. We we should compile a complete list of all the car songs and all the cat songs. <laughs> like which which one does Reliant K mention more? Cars or cats? One eight seven seven cats for kids. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say cars for cats. Cars for cats. One eight seven seven cars for cats. So, uh, when I hear cat and song in the same sentence, my head goes to other than Cats the Musical. Or Cat, the 2019 movie based on the musical Push by Sapphire. I think Cat in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon, Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. Or I start singing Forgiveness by Samantha James, a.k.a. Anna Faris' character from Just Friends. Because she's like, in that song, she's like, just like the Cheshire Cat says you're running out of time, 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 meow. It's a great movie. Go watch Just Friends if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. I just have to sidebar real quick. My friend Jeff, my friend Jeff from back home, he was just like at his mom's house today. I just got this text message and he found his copy of the POD Warriors EP signed <laughs> by the band. And he's like, look what I just found. Hilarious. <laughs> like, that's so great. I have my POD lunchbox signed by POD. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, total sidebar. Um, it just happened to come in, and hey, it connects to Christian music, uh, Christian music podcast. Um, I lo- I really like this song. The song's a banger. I'll be honest. I thought for a long time that this is my second least favorite song on the album. I thought for a long, you know, for a while, we my least favorite song on the album is Local Construction. We've already done that. From there, mm-hmm. Local Construction is like just the most song I'm adverse to. Like I'm like, it's okay. I just don't. There's something about the the rhythm that I just don't enjoy. It really comes down to the rhythm of local construction. Everything else on Air for Free fits me just fine. Like, some songs are great, and some songs are just like, that song's pretty good. Where do you fall on Empty House? Empty House is on the It's Pretty Good section. I know you hate that song, but I don't have the problem <laughs> with it. You do. I, prob- I, I guess I have the problem with local construction that you have with Empty House, although they're two different reasons. It's the same, like, just personal deep-seated DNA is somehow against the content of that, the musical content of those songs. But Cat, I thought, for a really long time, was a song that I was just, like, after local construction, the least interested on of the whole CD. I would put on Cat, and I'd be like, yeah, whatever, and I'd skip it. But then forcing myself to listen to it this week, I was like, I basically had the exact same reaction as Savannah, which I know is a huge controversy for the Reliant K community but unfortunately for a long time with Savannah because it's like the slower you know slightly weird is a wrong word but this the slower more experimental thing for Reliant K on that album I didn't get it I didn't allow myself to get it I didn't take the time to get it and when we dug into it in the podcast I was like oh I really get it now I was so wrong not to get Savannah for all this time because it wasn't rocking enough or whatever I felt the same way about Cat. I was like, I don't get this song. From a surface level, 
I didn't get the song. And now really listening to it and diving in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I get this song so much. And it's not as, maybe not as deep as Savannah, but I still get it so much better than I did. I do like this song uh, quite a bit. It's very grooving. I, I feel like musically, it could appear on an album between Collapsible Lung and Air for Free. It's a nice marriage of both albums' vibes, and that totally works. Yeah, I completely agree. I couldn't, I couldn't figure because I don't really know pop music that well. But the detractor of Collapsible Lung that everyone references when they don't like that album is how every song sounds like a different pop band. This song sounds like a certain kind of pop band you would hear on the radio in the last eight years. I can't quite place it, but particularly the hook of the what, uh, uh, that what, uh, oh section. Yeah. That sounds like something. I can't place it. It does. Even if I could figure out the song, I wouldn't remember the name of the artist connected to that song. Because when it comes to big radio hits, I just don't pay attention that much. But yeah, Cat, it sounds like a radio song, like the Collapse of Belong songs do. But I guess just it feels more genuine then Collapsible Long often feels to us when we're deep diving into that album. It's kind of a more intriguing Don't Blink. Like, I would put this, like, in the same sort of category as a Don't Blink. Right. Also because lyrically, Collapsible Long is is so surface level. And I'm not talking about worldliness. I don't care. I'm not talking about that. But there's not, like, a lot to deep dive into the lyrics of most Collapsible Long songs. Yeah. Like, the, the the title track, yeah, but everything's kind of there. Like, the deepest conversation we had from that is, like, is he dying or is he just old and he's happy and he's dancing around, like, and he's not dead yet? Like, that's the deepest conversation we've had with that album. But everything else is surface level when it comes to the stories they're telling. This, there's a lot more abstraction. There's a lot more, like, yeah, he's singing about a cat and the cat looks like him, but there's no real exact story. If this was on Collapsible Lung... It would have to have a lot more specific grounded elements to the lyrics. There's much more artistic uh, or poetic expression happening in the lyrics to Cat. Yeah, this is definitely definitely a step up from the lyrics in on anything in Collapsible Lung because you do have a little more intrigue with it. The lyrics I would actually I would uh, liken them more to a like a song off of a creepier EP or or a truly madly deeply EP. It definitely sounds like those sort of like those kind of vibes where it's like there's a little, you know, the, the lyrics are a little abstract. You paint a, you know, Tyson always paints a nice picture. You get a little, you know, that's does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. But I don't have a clue what the opening lyrics mean to this song. Grab another dirty tambourine and shake it, breaking out of a new cocoon. I'll be licking sandpaper clean. Good gracious. When it comes, going to be too soon. Oh. Like, I get the overarching theme of the song, or at least what I've read into the general context, that it's just like a fun, goofy song where the narrator likens himself to that of an alley cat. He's just enjoying life, being a little wild, not a care in the world. Like, I, I get that. It's, it's you know, I, I see where we're, where we're sort of coming from with that. We're sort of in the, in the, we're almost a bad friend, Tyson, right now in this <laughs> song. It's just like, but we're cool. We don't have a care in the world, but we know that we're, we're probably going to grow up soon. Like, it's kind yeah. of the feel that I get from it, talking about that, like, breaking out of a new cocoon sort of thing. And we also talked about it when we talked about man how there's got to be a thematic connection 
not that there's got to be, but it feels like there could be some sort of some sort of thematic connection between this song and man and all the other one syllable song titles. I think when we talked about man, I made the mistake of saying one word song titles. I meant one syllable one word song right. titles. Man, cat, god. Uh, and then on the on wind up the wind up bird album you have dude, which I really think dude is somehow directly connected to man. Like I feel like if it's not telling a story that is somehow connected it's like shreds of an idea that made their way into another song because they're certainly both about adult you know late adulthood or or what's it mean to be a man or what's it mean to grow up or what you know we you know we talked about in the man episode i think there's some sort of odd almost like magical realism connection to this which i can't quite put my thumb on but i think it's there to say, here's a song, there's a song called God, and there's a song called Man, there's a song called Cat. I think even if they're not specifically telling a story in the, you know, five score, in the forget not slow down sense, I think they are thematically supposed to tie together together somehow, together together. And maybe it has to do with what you were just kind of getting at, is like, over in Man, he's like, gotta be a man, over here in Cat, he's like, wish I was a cat. Wish I was, like, kind of having fun and just still being a kid. Like, the, almost like, could the song have been called Kid? And could the song, this song we're talking about, could it have been about wanting to still be a kid? But you put that layer of magical realism on it. You put that level of Mr. Tuggerug or whatever they're called from the Cats musical. <laughs> What's that called? Mr. Maga- <laughs> Mr. Magoobins? Mr. Mr. Chubsy? <laughs> Mr. Tuggerug. I'm really pretty sure it's that. <laughs> You put that level of that on it, and instead of just singing, I wish I was still a teen or I wish I was still a kid, he sings this whimsical song about basically like pretending he's a cat. Or, there's a cat, and I wish I was that cat. Or, there's a cat, and I feel a kinship with that cat. Like, it could be multiple things. Like, I can't p- picture easily uh, a physical story, which is fine for me, but I think I, I picture like there's so many narratives this song could be. Yeah, I think. Uh- I kind of get the vibe of, like, maybe Tyson just saw an alley cat and he's like, you know what? This cat is kind of scruffy, but he's doing his own thing. He's kind of wild. You know what? He looks a lot like me. Like, he is, like, he's, uh, like, sort of a feeling those general feelings of being like this this sort of idealized romanticized idea of this carefree cat life just like living like you got nine more lives that's very much like a you know that almost we're going back to that that sort of collapsible lung mentality where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm young i can do whatever i want there's no consequences i think that this is sort of a, a bridge song where it does go along with the themes of man and the other ones where it's kind of like, yeah, I've sort of been in this state of arrested development and now it's it's time to, to break out of the cocoon and grow up. It's time to, to be a man. It's time to kind of move on past this uh, more immature state that I've been in. And I think that God also sort of touches on those those sort of feelings as well, where it's like coming to... Uh, coming to a good place coming to like a place of peace being like yeah okay i feel i feel good in where i am faithfully i feel good in where i am mentally spiritually emotionally as as a human as an adult perhaps whereas you know i've been kind of like just 
living my life this one way and now I'm realizing that it is time to grow up and, you know, look at life differently. And that's, there's, there is a piece in that. There is a, Mm -hmm. there is, growing up is very daunting. And I've, I personally have had a lot of trouble with, with growing up. And I, you know, I'm finally getting to a place where it's like, I'm learning that that other side, that like sort of, depending on your concept of adulthood, there is a piece in that. There Mm -hmm. is, you do find, you can find pleasure in the, the, in, in being an an adult, basically. Mm -hmm. There are things to find pleasure in that. Ain't it fun living in the real world, as Haley Williams once said. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm being a goofball. Uh, Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking about it going back to Relying K and how, uh, you know... (laughs) As Hoop said in that local wave interview, it's like most people do their crappy punk band and they break up and then they go off and do something that they can be more proud of and serious. They, It just so happens that Matt and Matt are in the same band they've been in since they were in their bedroom writing right. silly pop punk songs. Um, so many of Relying K's The Bad Frontissen songs and the sort of self-flagellation songs, whether they are uh, Christian religiously tinged or more broad than that there was so much stuff in early relying k that was about matt beating himself up for being a bad friend or not spending his time in his ministry enough or not spending his time the way that god wants him to or not doing you know wasting time so much stuff about like beating himself up for not doing the things he should do so many songs about that and then we came across our deep dive on the lining is silver. And I really believe when we dug deep into that song, that that song was a, a current, a corner turned. And it was like, I've been, you know, this might not be what Matt Thiessen actually meant, but this is how I interpreted it. It's like four, five, five, five albums of beating <laughs> myself up over like wasting time or wasting relationships or whatever. Uh, and I realized the lining is silver and I'm the lining that's silver. Like I'm doing my best. So like, I believe that everything after the lining is silver should be this other version of self-reflection and, uh, aim for self-improvement. Whereas those those first five albums are all about beating yourself up or God, why am I so worthless? And thank you for loving me though. I'm so worthless. And then the rest are like, I mess up so much, it's amazing. Thank you, Lord, for constantly seeing the silver lining in me. So then a song like this, Cat, and a song like Man are more on that theme to me. And they're even more uh, forward than that because it's eight years after the lining is silver. And you do have all these experiences and you have more understanding of yourself, even if you don't fully understand yourself. And you start to grow as a person, even if you don't feel like you grew in the mold that you saw your parents and your elders around you growing in you don't think you did the thing that you were supposed to do you might start to realize like oh wait growing up is whatever you make of it or being yourself is whatever you make of it it's like the the adulthood that our parents reached 
isn't necessarily the same that their grandparents or their great grandparents, you know, reached. Like it changes every generation what it means to grow up. And and there's no textbook because we're living it now. And the people younger than us are gonna have to learn how to grow up in a completely different world every time. And the world changes so fat much faster now. Mm-hmm. The world still changed fast back then. I'm talking like the 20th century, the early 20th century. Every generation, there wasn't a huge generation gap, but there was. Things were mostly the same technology-wise and, light, you know, work and expectation and social-wise. Uh, things were slow to change generation to generation. They change so fast now that however you grow up, it's you got to just figure it out on your own. There's literally not going to be a book about it until it's over, until they reflect on how that generation went. So just be an adult. Just feel like an adult. It's more, it's more about, like, embracing responsibility. Right. I would say. But also, I think the... That is true. And I think it's also embrace responsibility, but also don't lose your sense of fun. Yeah. Is maybe what the song Cat is kind of getting at. Before we get to our break, I did compare the song a little to Savannah. And I think that's also kind of apt in the production. Because whereas Savannah, and we have the benefit of seeing the Markley Townsend YouTube breakdown of Savannah. And knowing that there's trash cans and all kinds of weird stuff in there that's not a, a traditional musical instrument. Um, there's real stuff in here that's for sure isn't a traditional musical instrument. There's things that sound like toys. And when he sings Dirty Tambourine, I think they're using like school instruments and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's very dense song, especially yeah. when you wear headphones. There's so much going on. I really think, I mean, Sleepin' is the thematic and even melody-wise uh, cousin or, or sibling song to savannah but i think in terms of production at least from what i'm hearing i feel like cat is more akin to savannah as well because it has that that feeling of like of like you just walk out (laughs) into that dogma 95 sense of music where it's like you just find what's laying on the ground and you make music out of it like that's what savannah feels like and that's what cat feels like because there's it's there's just yeah, there's so a much sound in there that sounds like a bike bell or something right. yeah and i think there's like um i'm sure daniel could explain uh but there's i think there's that pedal that reverses the sound that you play into it which is always fun but is like never really in like straight ahead rock music like you actually play a chord you play a chord or you play a note and it actually goes through the pedal and the pedal reverses it before it comes out of the amp. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. Um, but the, yeah, there's so much. It's it's a really dense song. Um, and maybe in that way makes it more akin to Forget Not Slow Down. Because Forget Not Slow Down is such a denser album than a lot of other stuff that they did. Yeah. Um, but what, two other notes is I, I love the line of Music Room. Like, wouldn't you like to have a music room? I mean, really, we want our video store room before we have a music room. But if we had a big enough house, we'd have a music room, we'd have a video room, and we'd have a craft room. Yes. <laughs> craft room. My mom always had a, a craft room in our house growing up. And uh, I have a misheard lyric in here. I swear, I, I got no proof for this, but I think on one of the Who's That Crazy Cat, I think he's just... I think he's just bending the syllable just enough to go hoops that crazy cat hoops hoops that cra- <laughs> I I let me let me pull it up real quick Who's that crazy cat? You hear it? I do hear it. 
I I mean that's funny. Like poetry, like like we all <laughs> we, like we've been saying every week for the last two months. Uh, doors, uh, Jim Morrison. Good poetry is about two or three things or whatever at the same time. I feel like the line is, "Who's that crazy cat?" But he just did this little thing just to mess with you. <laughs> I just, also like the <laughs> that crazy cat. <laughs> Exactly. And I also like that they've got that like wood block or that like fish thing. You know what I'm talking about? That like wooden fish thing that you that you rub the, the thing against the ridges. Right. You, get, you hear that in there yeah. that they always have in your elementary school music room. I just had another memory of a time talking to Reliant K that I don't think I've ever brought up. On the Back to the Few tour, which I believe was, I think, uh, chronologically, it's the tour after the big tour with Five Iron Frenzy, the Electric Youth tour. Then Reliant K headlined their own tour the next year. So it, it was a tour with Bleach and Fillmore, possibly somebody else, maybe Ruth. Can't remember. I go to that tour. J- my friend Johnny and I are talking to Hoops at the Axis in Boston. We're talking to him, sort of over by the exit. And then across the, the dance floor, you know, most of the show is already em- emptied out, but it's also a bar. So, like, people don't have to leave immediately. They can stay and drink their drinks. It's a Christian all-ages show, but they do have a, they do have stamps. Um, it's a regular rock club. And so we're talking to Hoops, and across the way, I don't know if it was Fillmore. I don't know if it was Bleach. I don't remember. I don't know who it was. But one of the other bands from across the club goes, Hoops, let the dogs out. Hoops, 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 hoops. <laughs> and then Hoops is talking to us, and he just, he just like, turns, and he's like, <sighs> and then he goes back to talking to us and I <laughs> it was really funny that was the same night that Pedro the Lion was playing in Boston the same night actually like later in the night than Reliant K so they got to go to Pedro the Lion and right. I should have gone but I had to drive my sister home and I should have gotten back in the car and booked it back downtown but I got lazy and didn't do it anyway that's all my notes on cats so Well, we're going to go ahead and take our break then, and we'll be back with deep dive stuff. We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out sadiehawkinspod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Tee Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our little Sheet Boy ice cream shirt, and our all new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. We hope to see you there, and even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. No annotations over on Genius this week, and also no song meanings, but we are revisiting the youngfolks.com and their post, A Reliant K Song for Every Occasion. Ooh. 
When you're feeling confident and carefree, listen to Cat from Air for Free with lyrics about shaking tambourines, living a long, long time, and embracing your inner crazy cat. It's the perfect song to blast when you're feeling on top of the world. The chorus, which features jaunty OOOs and jubilant horns, is nothing short of sonic sunshine. Uh, then we've got a Reddit thread over on r slash Reliant K. Uh, titled, All the Lyrics Find Their Meaning Here. And this comment was posted by Light Goose four years ago. A thought I had earlier today about cat slash local construction. The song Cat seems to basically be about how Teeson has thought in the past that he's young, never going to die, and can just live like he's got nine extra lives. But now he sees the error in that and is perhaps trying to adopt the attitude of something like a butterfly, waiting in its cocoon until it's time to live. So with that in mind, Tyson working on that area of his thinking, in the second verse of Local Construction, he says, the birds interrupt the cat while it's backing up. Now, obviously, the play on words here is that since the song is about construction, cat refers to heavy-duty construction vehicles. But also, he could be referring to himself when he says cat. All that being explained, at least by my interpretation, is he saying that he, the cat, is trying to make these changes in his way of thinking about life, backing up, but he's not been able to do so super effectively because lots of different people, birds, keep distracting him or pulling him in different directions. If so, this could explain, sweet Jesus, I was coming to pray, but all the hip kids sent you running away in prodigal. In the end, local construction seems to be the grown-up version of forward motion. Matt's still struggling with moving forward. There you go. That's that's uh, pretty much exactly what I was saying. Yeah, forward motion would be one of the prime examples of that first generation of Matt beating himself up for not developing quick enough. Mm-hmm. And then I think the corner is silver lining. And then this is a much more, it's a much more mature way of handling the situation. I also just want to really quickly say, in saying that songs like God, Cat, and Man, aside from just their titles being one syllable, but how they could be kind of connected in a string of a theme, um, that's not to diminish any one song's particular meaning, but to say like, you know, it's 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 all on the same idea of him growing up or him being a man or whatever and that those those topics are complicated so you could address them in one mega song where it's like well I'm kind of a cat but also I'm kind of a man and also I still believe in god or you could just separate them into three separate songs because things can roll that kind of way they they get complicated and you might need to do three different songs to handle the whole thought yeah totally uh, we also have, <clears throat> up next, we have an Amazon Verified Purchased Air for Free album review. Uh-oh. I don't know why I went uh-oh, because just they're, <laughs> they're verified. Five stars, verified purchase, a few decent songs. Here's a rating of each. Updated. <laughs> I bought the full album to show support to Reliant K because they are my favorite band. Mm-hmm, five score and Forget and Not Slow Down are their best albums, in my opinion. But this album is very far from those other albums. Most of this album is bland, repetitive lyrics and melodies. When they released Look On Up a few months before this album, I got really excited. I love Look On Up. So I, I was expecting more stuff like that on their new album. But that's 
not what I got. A few of the songs are worth buying. Bummin' is a lot of fun and worth a buy. Happy song with catchy lyrics and melody. 7 out of 10. Local construction is worth a buy. Cool and meaningful lyrics and a catchy melody. Probably my favorite on the album. 8 out of 10. Mrs. Hippopotamus's is fun. I'd say it's worth a buy, but give it a listen before making the decision. Catchy lyrics and melodies, 6 out of 10. Cat is just strange. I don't get it at all. 2 out of 10. (laughs) Man has a few good parts, but overall it's kind of boring. 4 out of 10. Air for Free, the title track, is kind of boring and weird. To electronic, 4 out of 10. God has a few good parts, but mostly boring and corny, 4 out of 10. Elephant Parade is grungy and fun if you're into it, 5 out of 10. Wait, what's grungy and fun? I'm sorry. Elephant Parade. Not grungy. I don't... jazzy? I don't (laughs) think that they... Know what grunge means? (laughs) Well, I don't believe that they meant grungy in the style. I think that they mean it more as like... Yeah. Which it is. It's a very like... It's kind of New Orleans jazz tempered. Not exactly, but you know what I mean. And and you could describe... You know, they love dirty rice, so they love dirty jazz. I don't know. We haven't we haven't talked about Elephant Parade. Elephant Parade yet. It's one of my least favorite songs on the album. Um a lot going on there, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh grunging fun if you're into it, five out of ten. Mountaintop. I wish they had maintained a little piano tune they opened the song with. That's the only good part. Three out of ten. <laughs> it was just the intro part. So that's interesting. I actually really like Sleepin' for its harmonies and fun beat. Worth a buy. Six out of ten. Flower is mellow and has a catchy melody. Five out of ten. <laughs> Marigold is <laughs> Marigold is only kind of fun with a sort of catchy melody. Four out of ten. Wow. Runnin' is a cool song with a fun melody and a catchy beat. Worth a buy. Six out of ten. Okay. Prodigal uses the same simple piano track throughout the entire song. Pretty boring. Three out of ten. Heartache is worth a buy. One of the best song one of the best on the album. Seven out of ten. Hmm. These are my opinions. Six out of ten and above are worth a buy. Five out of ten means listen to it and decide for yourself. Any lower than that, I would not recommend. Let me know in the comments if you agree or disagree. Interesting. Well, uh, would you like to know their update? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did post an update two weeks after. I hate Reliant K now. (laughs) Two weeks after the original review. I realize now why I didn't like this album initially. It's because I didn't know the songs. I don't want to project my personality on that of everyone else, but I tend to lean more towards songs that I'm familiar with or that I can sing along to. So new music is hard for me to accept. Now, after listening to the album more than five times, I can come to a more solid conclusion. That being said, I have listened to this album basically every day for the past two weeks, and I'm now in love with it. It is not mm-hmm, Reliant K, nor is it Five Score Reliant K. He listened to K. it every day for ten weeks, but he only heard it more than five times. That's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> 
Sorry. To yeah. Cut. No, I want to, No, I went back to read, and I was like, after listening to this album Unless more than say, five times every day, and they've done it every day for the past two weeks. Right? It would be more than five times. I was thinking they meant all the way through. Right. Like or, maybe you started, or, or you just listen to skip around. But. Or they're saying five times to listen to the album is the minimum I need to feel like I know the album. Not to say that they only listened to it five times. Well, they said more than so. It is not mm -hmm, Reliant K, nor is it five score Reliant K. In all honesty, it sounds more like anatomy and two lefts than their more recent stuff. Wow. Okay. Befuddling. Hot take. (laughs) Very hot hot take. (laughs) Like, I can't even argue because I'm so thrown off by that statement. I don't feel it's true ouch Ooh, i just got burned on that take like wow (laughs) i thought something was really wrong this album is really completely new in every way with the exception of the meaningful lyrics that reliant k is known for which are very pleasant in this new record i have the feeling that i will be listening to this album for years to come thank you reliant k for continuing to be my favorite band of all time well that was fun thank you well, speaking of verified air for, purchaser, speaking of air for free, I meant to mention nobody's really noticing this, but Tyson is like just quietly sneaking around Twitter. He hasn't. It's not like he's liked anything of ours. But what's happening is just every week or two, he just replies to someone who at mentions him with a question. He's just around. Like someone asked him, like, "What's your favorite MXPX album?" Two days, one day ago. And he answered, slowly going the way of the buffalo. Like, he's not, he hasn't tweeted a full tweet without being, an, you know, because there's tweets and there's replies. He hasn't re- sent a regular right. tweet since March of 2020, but he's been sending out little replies here and there. The first little reply he sent in this current string was on, and this ties back to Air for Free, the album, was on April 3rd, 2021. Um, big old muscles tweeted at Matt Thiessen, quick question, is Otter Water Park admission a reference to the Otter Stadium in SeaWorld slash Gawua Lake slash Six Flags? And Matt Thiessen, blue check, it's really him, replied, Cedar Point Shores uh, emoticon, smiley. Not an emoji, but an emoticon, sideways smile. And I don't remember what we came to in our research for Mrs. Otter Water Park admission, I don't think we came up with anything. I definitely, like, searched and searched and labored over finding that and could not find anything. Well, here it is now, April 3rd, 2021. Tyson said it's Cedar Park Shores. Three likes on the tweet. One of them is us. Like, nobody's noticing that Tyson is just answering little questions right now. Wow. Just creeping. Just creeping around. Just creeping. Why not? Creeping's a tough, a rough word for it, but yeah. Sneaking seems sneaking seems seems also iffy. Yeah, but sneakers are nice. Like, hey, I got a nice pair of sneakers, and I'm sneaking around Twitter in my sneakers. All right. So the last thing I came up with for my deep dive was I. Here's what I wrote for the note for this. I I don't know how to title this. Celtic Rose Needlecraft. Counted cross-stitch designs since 2005. This is from CelticRoseNeedleCraft.net. So when you scroll down, it's got like a little cart. You can search for things. It says, 
I have not spent any great British pounds yet in their shop. And there's a picture of like two Victorian era ladies. It's an illustration and it says Reliant K YouTube. Now this is not clickable. It doesn't actually lead you to Reliant K YouTube at all. <laughs> and this was posted February 19th, 2021 by, not, not filled in. Right. And then it, it goes this on. This is to... definitely like a cursed website. <laughs> But in the real sense of, like, you shouldn't be here, there is a poltergeist in this website. But it's also shiny and bright, and there's, like, a nice French painting to, like, throw you off. It can't, there can't be a poltergeist in this webpage. Look at this nice painting. I just love that it's titled Reliant K YouTube. It has nothing to do with Reliant K YouTube. So it says, Reliant K, my girlfriend lyrics. Sorry, we have to make sure you're a human before we can show you this page. Reliant K is an American rock band formed in 1998 in Canton, Ohio by Matt Thiessen, lead guitar, lead vocals, guitar, piano, Brian Pittman, bass, and Matthew Hoops, guitar, backing vocals during the band's junior year in high school and their time at Malone College. Mm-hmm, track list. Citation Matt actually needed. did like it. On June 19th, PTL was premiered through Alternative <laughs> Press's website. We just took a giant leap right there. Empty House, the 11th track on Air for Free, tells the story of a lonely man following a breakup. There was this time when I was thinking about something inside. I was like, great. Reliant K is an American rock band formed in 1998 I, I in Canton, what... Ohio by Matt Teese and Matt Hoops and Brian Pitt during the band members third year in high school and their These time the- at malone university about billboard yeah. empty house is a uh, song yeah. to me that is one of my favorites if not my favorite on the album i threw an auto tuner on it and some effects i have on my computer it's done relying k don't blink live at the ritz raleigh north carolina <laughs> okay. official on may 19th relying k posted the album art saying that no the album more. would officially be released in july Second, 2013. The auto-tune used in the songs is an odd feature added by Matt in the THERE MUST BE AN ANSWER in all caps. This is the website equivalent of in a movie when they go to see an expert that they need help with with some sort of like horrible threat that's coming and they go see the expert and they're like, oh no, he's gone crazy because they walk into his apartment and it's all covered in papers and like string connecting things and he's like... (laughs) It's like I figured out all about the the omen. It happens in the omen. That's but it happens in many movies. So when I scroll all the way down to the bottom, there are some clickable links: Folgers Coffee, Instant Cl- Crystals, Classic Roast, Single Serve Packets. If scientists discover that eating bacon reduces cholesterol levels, Geico White Snake commercial. This isn't a real website. That's the gist of it. I don't really know from a technical point why things like this exist. Uh, or from a logistical point, why websites like this exist, but this is like a mismatch of nothing. And I think basically like bots rove around, like, you know, when you get a weird spam email and it's clearly like made out of chunks of real emails that are just kind of stitched together. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing happens on the web for some reason. And I'm well, sure- you can still buy their cross-stitch fabrics. In their shop. It looks like a real shop. So maybe yeah. that's like a maybe that's like a junk or like a slug page that they needed to create. You know what I mean? A slug page. Like like you need this one page that exists because maybe the template is forcing you to have it and you just fill it with a bunch of junk. Could be. 
But I also Posted like February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I know, I understand. I'm just saying. I mean, that looks like a Squarespace website, and Squarespace does have these templates because we are our page is a square sadiehawkinspod.com is a squarespace website and they give you these templates but the templates are kind of confusing because like they might give you more pages and more little boxes and stuff than you need and it's really hard to delete them all and make it shape exactly how you want it so you're kind of stuck so maybe they just filled it with a bunch of junk data just to like get it out of the way or maybe the website's been hacked and it's these weird, you know, spammy things where they just steal info from all over the internet and just junk it into a website for who knows, for, for God knows what horrible <laughs> reasons. Like, this website needs to exist. You know, there's probably things, you know how the, like, the way follower stuff happens. I was shocked when I discovered when you buy followers, it's not like the follower buying company has a bunch of, slu- it has a bunch of fake accounts. Like, no, they have a bunch of hacked accounts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yes. And they log into your hacked account. I know exactly how that works. Because sometimes I will log into, like, Instagram or whatever. And I'll be like, why am I seeing this? Why does it say that I'm following this quote-unquote influencer? Like, no, I don't know who this is. I didn't follow this person. So I think websites, when you see these weird, junky websites that are just filled with a bunch of info that doesn't add up to much, that's a similar thing. So uh, thank you very much for that deep dive. That's uh, horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a lot of cat stuff. Still, to, you know, the shock of many, there's more stuff about cat on YouTube than there is for Sahara, which is the most... That's the most disturbing thing we've learned in the last month. How- well, sure, cat YouTube is a is a big corner of YouTube, Dan. Yeah, I know cat videos are huge and everything. That's why a song like Sahara maybe cat the cat YouTube is so big. No one wanted to hear a song about a cat laying on its side and its guts and its brains <laughs> laying on the ground. <laughs> maybe Sahara actually has a cult against it, even while it has all the people on Twitter who love it. But there's more stuff for cat. Because it's a cute little song. But before we get into that specific cat stuff, we have to talk about... And we don't have to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. Uh-oh. Are you familiar with the concept of vore? Vore. V-O-R-E. It is a, you know, fetish. It's a fetish. And it's the mm-hmm. name of a certain kind of fetish that is easily and Like voyeuristic? Wide... No, but it's easily and widely expressed on the internet and uh what better way than for wikipedia and trust me this gets back into reliant k okay uh wikipedia will explain vorophilia often shortened to vor is paraphilia characterized by the erotic desire to be consumed by or sometimes to personally consume another person or creature or an erotic attraction to the process of eating in general and basically, you'll hear about this if it's like, you know, wild, disturbing internet stuff. And then it's like a picture of like Sonic, you know, inside Shrek's belly. Gotcha. It's, you know, I'm sorry to throw you off, but this does connect to Reliant K. I found <laughs> the Vore community online connected this to Reliant K. So basically, people just. How did you it, not come up with this last week when you had the blood and the guts and the. Well, whatever? this is the thing, I guess. I'm not digging any deeper into Vor, but when I see it joked about, it's often like Sonic is living inside Shrek's belly. It's not like he's dead. Although, 
also it, it says in here it could be chewing and it says it's different from cannibalism because it's just like this attraction of this idea that you want to be like swallowed whole by someone and it's not exactly cannibalism it's not necessarily gore do you get it do you get what i'm saying at all like uh, even yeah. i don't get it I, this isn't my thing but i'm just saying this is a kink that exists it can only be fantasy because you can't actually shrink a person down or make them bigger and make them swallow a person. But that's the fantasy. They see someone that they love or are attracted to and they're like, oh, I just want to be shrunk down and swallowed whole by that person. So that's kind of what it comes to. I'm just to. thinking about stepbrothers. Was there a line in there for that? What is it? I can't say it on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I just want to roll you up in a little ball and shove you up inside my vagina. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's almost it, but it would be like when I want to turn you into a ball and I want to swallow you whole. That's Vore. It's kind of more fantasy. Cannibalism, we're getting back to the 9K. Cannibalism is like a realistic, you know, gory thing. Vore is almost like a fantasy version of that. You want to be swallowed whole like a little person, like a tiny little shrunk down person. Where does that connect to Reliant K? Can you think about it? I'll give you three guesses. Where in Reliant K's artistic output had does is vor already existing in the marilyn manson ate my girlfriend video you didn't need all three guesses you got it so i found a i don't know how i found it typing in reliant k cat on wikipedia but i found a vor youtube channel that is just like it's called vor in oh, media you're on a list somewhere now <sighs> whatever <laughs> um this is research, and only a month ago, oh wow, okay, only a month ago, Vor in Media, which has 10,000 subscribers, one month ago uploaded, it's just a compilation of the moments of Reliant K getting swallowed, you know, getting, <laughs> jumping inside Marilyn Manson or the girlfriend being swallowed whole. How many views mm -hmm. do you think this, it's just a one and a half minute cut down of the original you know two and a half minute music video how many views do you think this one already has after a month from the vor in media youtube channel well they already have more subscribers than i would have thought <laughs> so i'm gonna guess that i should aim high is it more than the actual like official marilyn <laughs> manson low, ate my girl's friend <laughs> video i'm sure it doesn't that would be <laughs> an interesting comparison High or low? Do you think they have it has more views than their ten thousand subscribers or less views than their ten thousand subscribers? I'm gonna say more. You got it. It's got sixteen thousand views after one month. Just a one and a half minute like best of, and it's not it's not commented on or anything. It's just the video with a bunch of jump cuts to cut down to just like the most vor moments, I guess. Wow. And there is Marilyn Manson swallowing the girlfriend. Wow. That's And then they jump in Marilyn Manson's ear and then they're inside the body. Like, this is just like a fantasy that somehow clicks with people. Of the idea of being swallowed whole by someone else. Wow. Interesting. <sighs> Satan consumed her mind indeed. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. Uh, no, you said, yeah, let's compare it. How many, let's see, I'm going to, Reliant K, My Girlfriend, music video. Chimney effing Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. 
Holy smokes. Wow. What's the number, Dan? I don't even have, I don't even have the will to, go to say this. The official upload from seven years ago of the Marilyn Manson Ate My Girlfriend music video on the Goatee Records YouTube channel has... 15,000 views after seven years. Yep. The Vor in Media upload got 16,000 views in one month. Yep. They're out there, Jessica. The Vor people are out there. Yep. And they want to be swallowed whole. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I'd ended with this. I'm so upset. Oh, I was thinking, like, this is just something to get past, and we wouldn't want to open this box at the end of the episode, but wow, wow. I give it seven years. It's got. 10,000 yeah it's got a thousand less views that's just wow i bet you a lot of people i bet you a lot of uh vora felix like discovered relying k last month with this video. <laughs> they're like hey, it's a pretty good band <laughs> i bet you in a couple months we're gonna start getting phone we're gonna start getting calls from people <laughs> like just discovered the podcast i learned about reliant we k had two new callers Vor- today do you think that's where they came from <laughs> oh, no no, no. <laughs> That's awful, but... <laughs> uh, Call back, let us know. I, I'm sure not. No, because the Fire and Frenzy blog, and then, uh, I don't know. And she... and the uh, wait, I, I, Danny, I'm messing with you. No, Jessica, listen. Listen to what I have to say. I know you're messing with me. I'm kidding. Oh, boy. Well, unfortunately, Reliant K, as far as I can tell, has never played this song live. I didn't look at said list FM, but I found no... Um, I mean, I guess I should just quickly run to Setlist FM, but I found no live videos of this song played on YouTube. However, when you type in Reliant K Cat, something that comes up a lot is something that we've maybe talked about randomly once, but that is Dave Douglas's band Attack Cat that I think oh, he does yeah. with his wife. <laughs> Uh, he does have I think he has like two side projects noted and one is with his wife and I can't remember which is which alright well set list FM real quick it says they've played it they've played Cat three times they played it in Nashville on October 9th 2016 they played it uh, July 23rd in Akron and they played it at the American Music Theater in Lancaster in February 2017 so, uh, very seldom played song, and like I said, no one caught it and uploaded it to YouTube. Um, so let's hear some of Attack Cat. I guess we'll probably do a full Patreon episode about them eventually, but, um, this will be fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to load them right now. So yeah, uh, Dave Douglas also had Gypsy Parade, and he's also associated with the band Agnes. I don't know if I've heard of that one. Oh, here we go. Agnes. Oh, was on Mono vs. Stereo. I just haven't checked them out before. Douglas had a solo project, Agnes. His first three songs debuted on the Mono vs. Stereo, My Other Band, Volume 1, which was the first Mono vs. Stereo release, as we learned when we talked to uh, Brad Moist. Um, Douglas stated Agnes in late 2005 after tossing the idea around in his head for a few years. Started the idea. The side project was announced on MySpace. Uh, Douglas explained the name Agnes. It doesn't look like there's much news on that band. Gypsy Parade was from 2006 to 2009. 
It was Dave Douglas and Rachel Hoskins. Gypsy Parade was another side project. Unlike Agnes, Douglas performed for Gypsy Parade with Rachel Hoskins. They recorded a few songs. Uh, Agnes was started, blah, blah, blah. I'm not getting... And then Attack Cat is also Dave Douglas and Rachel Hoskins. So... I guess they're not married. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's embarrassing if I thought that. Or maybe they are. Or maybe they just have different names. I don't know who Rachel Hoskins is. This is not research I was prepared exactly to do. <laughs> so let's just listen. Let's forget all that. Let's figure that out in the future. Have people call us and tell us who Rachel Hoskins is. I'm, I'm sorry. We're bad with the side projects. But here is Attack Cat's song Remarkable and their full music video. Jessica and I will watch the music video and we'll listen to the song. Is this... How twee is this? <laughs> They're like in old-timey top hats and stuff. It's like... It's like a Smashing Pumpkins music video. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's like a post-Smashing uh, Pumpkins My Chemical Romance-style music video. But then, like, Dave Douglas is like an 80s rocker. And I guess that is Rachel and... She found it, and they're both finding umbrellas. Oh, and that's like the Mary Poppins umbrella that Dave Douglas found as an 80s rocker character. And now they're back to their My Chemical Romance. This is so confusing, but this is so Smashing Pumpkins My Chemical Romance. It's just like cute city stuff. Look and at like that guy liner. <laughs> We're not really listening to the song much. I like this cool castle. They're just running around what I assume is maybe Cleveland or some other similar Ohio city. They're just going around being twee and cute. And I guess it's like different alternate timelines. One where they're 80s rockers and one where they're steampunks and one where they're <laughs> one where they're just kind of like cool city people in regular street clothes. They're just going around doing meet-cute stuff. What do you think of this? It's cute. It is very of that aesthetic of, like, the I Miss You music video Mm -hmm. from Blink-182 and stuff. So we're in top hats, and she's got a pink dress, oh, and he's got a pink shirt underneath there. Are they going... Is that a reference to Pink Tux to the prom? (laughs) I'm going to go on Genius, and I'm going to (laughs) say... He wore a pink shirt in this song, and that is clearly, obviously, a reference to Pink Tux to the Palm. So that's fun. Then uh, this song was used for a Cleveland tourism video. Ooh, is it fun times in Cleveland again? (laughs) That's what I was trying to try to use this as an excuse for. This also sounds... Hearing it like this again makes me think. There's never been a better time to get to know Cleveland. This is Holly Hunter? Sorry, I just got the Bluetooth going. Such a mess. You're a um, loud man, Superman. <laughs> you're a loud man. Don't go, don't go buy CDs, Superman. Stay home. Stay home and use iTunes, Superman. Uh, and then it like actually cuts to... So Rachel and Dave are actually some of the people running around in these quick clips of of uh, the city. And then they actually cut to Dave Douglas 
playing like a busker, lip-syncing the song. And they're letting you know that, that Cleveland, Cleveland is, is remarkable. positively remarkable. Yeah. So yeah, there's those classic early memes that I don't know if a Reliant K fan is actually supposed to like or not because they're kind of anti-Ohio. But it's uh, fun times in Cleveland again. Also, the R words in here, so that doesn't age well. Oh, These are from no, 12 years ago. I remember that. 14 million, uh, 14 million views after 12 years. Under construction since 1868 See our river that catches on fire It's so polluted that all our fish have AIDS We see this <laughs> It is, it is a very mid-2000s Uh-oh. That it is Whoops <laughs> All I remember is like the part where they're like Come look at our Scooby-Doo ghost town <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's, it's just visuals of like just the dingiest parts of like Cleveland. <laughs> so yeah, they use the arsler in connection of like what they think is art, because I guess there's art downtown that the, the original uploader doesn't like. Bishop Vids. This was Bishop Vids. Uh, <laughs> his early. Uh, they are him. I assume it's it's a guy's voice on the thing. So I assume it's his early uh, peaking. <laughs> well, Bishop Vids is canceled now. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Almost three times a year This guy has at least two DUIs Flats look like a Scooby-Doo ghost town Don't slow down in East Cleveland or you'll die I mean, he mentioned the river that catches on fire And that's yeah. referenced in a Reliant K song yeah. Did we already did that song? We did. Darn it! We should have mentioned that in this. Oh well. I so that's we we might have brought up in Mrs. Hippopotamus's this video. Okay. I don't think we played it though. So that, like I said, is uploaded by Bishop Vid's classic 14 million view uh, meme from 12 years ago. Early meme uh, with some problematic language in it, but otherwise funny. Did you want to hear any other uh, Attack Cat songs? Here, well, there's, here's another one with a full music video. There's a lot, and you know, we'll listen to more. Wait, so hold Attack on, Cat hold on. on. But before we go back to Attack Cat, you're telling me that Relying K has a song called Cat... And fans of preteen cats kill each other book series. I can't remember the oh, name no, that of it came now. Up. Oh, okay. So that did come up. Warrior Cats. Warrior we Cats. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Oh, do you think, though? Well, no, because Dave Douglas is. Why didn't you start with the Warrior Cat stuff? Well, we're, I don't know. I don't know. Why are you giving me the guff right <laughs> now? So I was just thinking, I was just thinking, like, overthinking, uh, do you think the fact that Reliant K came out with a song called Cat kind of steals Attack Cat's SEO? Or maybe it helps Attack Cat's SEO. And I realize, well, Dave Douglas is on air for free. So I'm sure. You know the way that supposedly Disney came out with the movie Frozen, among other reasons, so that when you Google Disney Frozen, you would no longer see stories of Disney, of Walt Disney freezing his own head? <laughs> And I think it's true. Right. Now people yeah, get people I could see that. People get conspiracy theory and think that literally the movie only exists for that reason. I'm like, no. Multiple, you know, things get people, I'm sure that played into I'm sure that played into it. Into the titling of it. I'm sure that this was already an idea that they were going to do. Right. Anyway, I'm sure that they somebody at the movie in the movie department and somebody in the theme parks department was like, you know what? The Norway ride is really old and we, we really want to update it. What can, what's what's a movie we can make that has a good tie? In? I think the parks have a big 
thing to do with the movies that Disney has decided to make in the last 20 years. I think they go, like, and it's synergy. Like, they figure out a story that they really do want to tell. But I think that in, like, the, the writer's room or whatever it is where they're bouncing around ideas, they say, we need another Chinese set story or something. And they come up with the Maya and the Last Dragon because they're like, we have some more Chinese, you know, space at Epcot and it can't all be Mulan. Or I think they say, we need something set in New Orleans so we can put characters at the New Orleans hotel. And so they create princess and the sure. frog but oh, i don't sure. i don't think those i don't think I'm they're not a... transparent with that though right. because they'll tell you that the theme parks are a completely set, separate entity and that they make them no money that everything that they make off the theme parks goes right back into it and that they only make their money from merchandising and right. entertainment and i think people who get cynical hear that this might be a possibility and they think oh they only made frozen and they only made princess and the frog for those park, you know, attractions. And I'm like, no, I think it all comes together in one. They probably were bouncing around like eight ideas for ice-based properties. And they were like, well, this is the best story we've got. It's going to be called Frozen. Oh, let's set it in Norway. Or let's set it in this country or that country. I think it's I don't see why they didn't want to make Ice Skater the movie. (laughs) Poor Ice Skater. It's the... The mascot at Blizzard Beach. Very little little known character. But if you're unfortunate enough to work there, you know the whole story of Ice Gator. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to play You Want Me Crazy, which is another full music video by Attack Cat, but we'll do that another time. Uh, instead, we'll move on to covers. This is There's only two covers I found. They're both acoustic covers. I couldn't believe there wasn't a single acoustic cover of Sahara. Sure, it's a rockin' song, That's, but like, yeah, it was one acoustic. Mind-blowing that there wasn't a single one. This is Adam McMillan on SoundCloud. This is not the correct uh, thing that I clicked. What's going on? Hold on. I clicked it, and then it didn't. What the heck is going on here? I clicked the SoundCloud link, and it took me to my phone's clock <laughs> danny we didn't even talk about the best meme of 2020 that ties into this song i am not a cat i don't know oh yeah the zoom call the lawyer, <laughs> the, the lawyer zoom call <laughs> well we can still talk about that next week during our continued cat suite here's adam mcmillan one i guess adam mcmillan zero was already taken uh with his cover of cat on soundcloud Another dirty tambourine and shake it Breaking out of a new cocoon I be licking sandpaper clean, good gracious When it comes, it's gonna be too soon Oh, 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 oh Calling over every little thing, don't break it Waking up in a new cocoon If you ever find a ball of string, I'll take it Unwind in a music room Oh, 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 oh That's good. I really like that. It was that. really nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it also kind of shows that they're, you know, the song is so dense on the album that it's nice to hear just the the bare melody stripped down. Like that chorus that uh, uh, of in the in the studio version is so big. They can kind of hide the fact that there is a really simple, nice, fun melody here. Uh, also, all that falsetto, I think that's more falsetto Tyson. The first times I ever heard Cat, I was like, I felt like there was a female guest vocalist for some of that part. <laughs> I'm like, no, especially with the Sadie Hawkins dance 10th anniversary version, I realized, no, Tyson can just hit that, mm-hmm. you know, falsetto that you, the, that you would perceive as female. Um, and then we have the last cover here. Oh, and I like the, that is a great guitar, a great acoustic guitar sound from Adam McMillan. Although it wasn't a problem this week because there's only the two. There's, when I hear so many guitar covers, or not guitar covers, but acoustic covers, um, I'm just so used to like bad recording. And I'm like, there was almost something here, but it's badly recorded. That was very well recorded. I could feel the sort of thickness of the guitar and the bassiness of his acoustic guitar. And I really that was really that. good. It also helps that we're playing it on the Bluetooth in the room. <laughs> so here's one by Joshua... Corley, C-R-O-Y-L-E. This was from three years ago, and this is the only other cover of Cat that I found. Grab another dirty tambourine and shake it. Breaking out of a new cocoon. I've been licking sandpaper green, good gracious. Coming now, could it be too soon? Oh, 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 oh. Now, see, this is the exact opposite of Adam's in terms of recording, right? The recording's a little rougher. The guitar actually sounds a little, like, less well-tuned and looser and cheaper. It still has a good, great aesthetic. It still has that back porch aesthetic mm-hmm. of, like, pressing on or whatever. So it's still got its own thing going. I'm not tearing it down against Adam's, but I love that the fact that we had Adam's, which was so well-recorded and sounded really good. And then we have this sort of, like, back room, room one, which at least doesn't sound as bad as some of those YouTube covers I'm talking about. Also, there's no visual to this. It's just an audio recording and the words Cat Reliant K acoustic cover in the image. Let's hear a little... Oh, and this version is cut down to only two minutes. So let's just skip ahead a little bit. Who's that crazy cat Sitting in the corner with them longing eyes Who's that crazy cat Looking like someone dragged him in from the alleyway Who's that crazy cat Laughing like he still got nine more lives. Who's that crazy cat? I say he looks a lot like me. It's great. So yeah. I'm glad at least the two covers that I found were really That's good. Great. Don't we have a JC Keith cover? Because they did the whole Air for Free. Oh my gosh. Album? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. I completely forgot. Well, you know, JC Keith on YouTube, they're they reimagined all of air for free. They re- they recovered all of air for free. When you search them on, when you search air for free songs on YouTube, they don't always come up because like they're not tagged as Reliant K. They're just tagged as JC Keith songs because right, they're gotcha. officially published. And under most circumstances, you don't necessarily put Reliant K cover if you're an officially published song. You right. just do a cover. So you're right. Thank you so much. Here is JC Keith's cover of Cat. 
Grab another dirty tambourine and shake it. Waking up in a new cocoon. I've been licking sandpaper clean, good gracious. Where it comes, gonna be too soon. Oh, 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 oh. Climbing over every little thing, don't break it Waking up in a new cocoon If you ever find a bottle string, I'll take it Oh, I'm in the music loom great that's really good i like that was vibing <laughs> yeah uh i feel like we when we go through it we're a jc keith air for free songs kind of like dividing them out like we do with k for karaoke it's like was this a successful cover or was this just kind of like eh, this is a cover you know and i feel bad because we're kind of we're friends with jc keith but i'm sure doing a whole uh cover of an entire album is is a lot of work but this one is really well transformed Along with what was it? I think it was Mountaintop. I think their cover of Mountaintop is one of the covers they did where it like hit me in a specific way, mm-hmm. really well, exactly like the real version would. That was a great cover. Um, I suggest everyone go check out J.C. Keith's entire Air for Free reimagined cover album. So, while there was Vor, we'll go back. We'll go. We'll start <laughs> earlier on. We talked about that. We'll go to a relatively tamer sphere i guess that makes sense because vor means like consumption right but we'll go we'll we'll take a step back from something like vor which i i barely know about and i introduced you to for the first time we'll go to a relatively you know more quaint world of pole dancing from (laughs) that nice so this is a pole dancing video set to cat by relying k wow uploaded uploaded by sandipa sharma Four years ago. Well, this is an interesting version of Cat. Well, this is raw footage from like the club, and it's like a burlesque show. It's not like a strip. Nice. It's not like a strip club, but it's like it's some it's like a cafe, and they're putting on a burlesque type show, as opposed. You the know. ladies dressed like a cat. There's also a man with a with a cat, and they're chasing each other around on. the pole, and she's like hitting him with toy with cat toys and stuff and now she's climbing up the pole so much strength it takes so much strength to do that i could never this is called i guess this event is called the circus studio or maybe that's the name of the pole oh he's climbing up there too that's great so this might not be proper burlesque in the way that i was thinking it when i quickly watched it i'm like there's theme there's narrative you know it's not it's a it's it's provocative but it's not overly adult so i thought it was burlesque but it's really just kind of like a pole dancing performance set to this song oh wow oh, Oof. Oof, oh. i felt that oh she slid down 
<laughs> I'm sure she did it in a way that was not painful, but yeah, that looked painful. Yeah, I, I've heard that that is a great, great workout, but man, I could never, I could not... <sighs> I had the hardest time climbing the rope as a child. Like, and I used to be like, I used to be strong, but as a child, I was like, like sickeningly thin. Hmm. And so like my little chicken arms could not get me up there. And now my flabby arms can't get me up there either. So. Well, I actually found a lot of stuff just typing in Reliant K Cat. We have been going for a while, so I guess we can't get to it all. None of all of it's great. There's like, you know, someone put tinfoil on his cat's feet and let him go and walk around. And it's like, oh, there's tinfoil on his feet. But I'm like, the cat's dealing with it pretty well. The cat just kind of like slowly walks around. It's not as funny. It's set to three Relying K songs. It's set oh, to like wow. mood rings. It's like a seven minute Oh, I thought video. maybe it was like a suite of cat songs. <laughs> no, it's just Relying K songs as background in post. Mood rings and maybe chapstick or overthinking or something like that. Um, the, the Cecilia report came up again that oh, that vlog yeah. because she has cats and in one episode and she always uses Savannah as a theme song and she showed off her cats. I mean that's great. She, there's a oh this one here's one. So this is like one of those micro AMVs like a portion eleven seconds of the song set to the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Which, I guess it's technically more vor because this is the moment where the cat eats one of the mice. Oh, wow. And this, this really traumatized me as a cat. As a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a secret to tell you, Jess. I just let it slip. I used to be a cat. Um, the Grey Mouse Detective, like the villain, right? He controls this cat. They're all mice. Right. He controls this cat. And he can have the cat go attack any mouse he wants. They demonstrate in the story that the, that he has this like sort of power by having him kill, eat the, the the least helpful mouse on the bad guy team. But he's also like a drunk, cute mouse. But he, even though he's technically a bad guy, and it really traumatized me as a kid. So then I see this 11 minute AMV, and it's like loving every minute of it. And it's like he's. They're 11 seconds it's 11, not it's not uh, 11 minutes you know you know it's been a hard time trying it's to a weird audio as well yeah. it's like there's a, a filter or something on yeah. there but this is a bad guy cat this is like an evil cat that eats innocent mice innocent cartoon mice this isn't a sweet cat that's gonna <laughs> i don't want this cat to live a long long time I want oh this cat goodness there's a bad guy cat that traumatized I, I, me as a I kid sorry so i'm not happy with strag productions 11 second amv set to great mouse detective i like that movie i don't like that moment so danny would you say that you like cats more <laughs> the same or less than before this episode um, I like cats. We're both allergic to cats. Jessica's way more allergic to cats than me. <laughs> but I can deal with it when I need to deal with it. And I like cats. Cats are sweet, even if they're aloof. But I do like this song a lot better than I liked it before I started, to be honest. Like, I always gave this one a pass. Or I would only listen to it when I was specifically thinking I'll listen to the whole album. But now I feel like I'm going to seek this song out specifically going forward. Nice. Yeah, I like this song about the same. I enjoyed it before and I enjoy it the same now. Great. Well, before we head out, 
you gotta go check out patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod at the $5 tier. You get access to all my notes because there's so many weird cat videos I found that we didn't get to get to. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do a Patreon about them, but you can go check out my notes and see all those YouTube videos. And if you're more of a dog person, you can go hear our Patreon episode that's all about April. She slowly opened her eyes. She's like, what? <laughs> you're supposed to be working. <laughs> Just staring you down. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I was going to say, who's that crazy dog?